You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Well, let's pray and uh, get this last episode in Minding Your Mindset started. All right. Well, Father, we thank you for yet another broadcast. And we thank you that this is truly a word to encourage every listener today. Uh, We thank you that we are on your mind, Father, that you are mindful of us. Your thoughts towards us are as numerous as the sand. And we just want to connect. We want to connect with what you're thinking today, Lord. We want to connect with what you're doing today. So I just declare that we have been granted a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. And the eyes of our understanding have been enlightened so that we can know the hope of our calling. I thank you, Father, that the revelation that you're going to uh, put out today, Father, for folks is going to shift the way that they see themselves. It's going to shift the way that they commune with you. It's going to shift the way that they show up in their lives and with their families and with their colleagues, Father, and in their communities because they're carriers of the kingdom and they have everything they need pertaining to life and godliness. Heaven has been lavished upon us, Lord, and we want to live from heaven's reality. We want to live out of the new man. We want to live out of that place of union with you where we are abiding in Christ and fruit is just being naturally produced. Supernatural fruit is being naturally effortlessly produced through our lives. So take us where you want us to go today, Father. Encourage us, uh, correct us, shift our mindsets and uh, get us into that place, Father, where we are walking in the light, walking in the truth, living as sons of God led by the Holy Spirit into exploit after exploit into the miraculous life that you have designed for us to live in Jesus name. Amen. Well, awesome. You guys, we are wrapping up our minding your mindset series, and we have covered a lot of ground up to this episode. And if you haven't had a chance to definitely uh, go and listen to those previous episodes, this whole series has been chocked full of uh, gospel goodness. So you'll want to go back and check those out. Uh, but today I want to wrap things up with, um, I want to talk about a challenge that I see over and over again in my students and my graduate students and folks that uh, are pursuing their purpose and uh, going for uh, the things that God has put in their heart, the dreams that God has placed in their heart. And and this isn't this is a common thing, I feel like, in the church. It's a common thing with believers. It's a common thing in our lives, right? We 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 grow up in the world system and throughout our life experiences we are taught that we really are separate from jesus right so even if we grew up in church most of us grow up with this identity that is by default separate from god and so we relate to god like he's out there somewhere up there somewhere and we pray to God that's in heaven and we worship, you know, Jesus, you know, who's seated in the right hand of the Father in heaven. And we just have this concept of this identity that is separate from Christ. And so we go through lives, go through our lives really with a false identity. And it has been programmed into us through the world system. And over the course of our life experiences, we grow to uh, believe that we're someone we're not. And in my work with my students, one of the things that I find that people have to do a lot 
is they have to forgive themselves. They have to forgive themselves for not living up to their own expectations. They have to forgive themselves for, you know, not, you know, whatever it is that they did not do right. And in some cases, it leads to just a really negative relationship with themselves, right? They do not have the relationship with themselves that Jesus has with them. In other words, they don't love themselves unconditionally the way that Jesus does. And without even realizing it, what's happening is uh, they are partnering with uh, the accuser and they are living in this place of self-accusation. And what I want to share today, you know, is so powerful because, you know, a lot of times Christians live out of this place of spiritual warfare, right? And so they're always battling the devil, you know, and the things that he's doing in their life. And what they don't realize is that honestly, the devil's not having to do too much in their lives because they're so busy living out of a false identity and living under this place of self-accusation that they're doing a really good job beating themselves up without the enemy ever getting involved. Why is that? Because the enemy operates primarily through the world system, through a through a paradigm, through a thought system that trains us to live in a false identity. And out of that false identity, we develop a kind of this um, split personality within ourselves that has a relationship with the law. And so there's this expectation that we should do the right thing, be good, we should perform a certain way. And then when we fall short of that, there's this little voice inside of our head. There's this self-talk that's constantly running in our head that is constantly evaluating ourselves, evaluating our behavior, and we're not living up to the standard. And so we have this war that's going on inside of us. And what I wanna share about that is that entire war that's going on within us is arising out of a false identity. And Jesus came to reconcile the world, the cosmos to himself. And what that means is that he's reconciled you to himself. And because you live reconciled to Jesus, inside of Jesus, it's not okay to not have reconciliation within and to continue to live in that, that, that internal war within yourself where you are critical of yourself, where you um, have negative self-talk about yourself, where you're kicking your own butt every day because you're not living up to whatever standards that you've set for yourself, that you've learned from the world, a performance-based relationship with yourself is exhausting. And Jesus came to completely eradicate that, that way of relating to yourself. He came to being peace, and goodwill not in the not just to the world not just on earth but he came to bring peace and goodwill to you internally and so what i want to do today is i want to expose that that war within yourself is arising out of a completely false identity you are relating to yourself out of your old man out of the way that you have learned to uh, see yourself, out of a out of a self image that has been programmed into you through your life experiences and just living in a fallen world and, and living under a world system. And so, I want to share a scripture with you that is very powerful in the Mirror Translation today. It comes to us. Uh, it's in Philippians chapter two, and it's a very simple scripture. It's a really easy one to. To memorize, and I really, rec I really recommend that you do that. Okay, the scripture is Philippians two five, 
And it's just one sentence. And here's what it says. It says, the way Jesus saw himself is the only valid way to see yourself. Okay, I'm going to read it again. The way Jesus saw himself is the only valid way to see yourself. And so today I want to come at this mindset that governs the way that we see ourselves. Because the truth is, if we do not see ourselves correctly, not only will we not live in peace and, you know, potentially have this war going on inside of us because we have a relationship with the law instead of a relationship with grace and righteousness by faith. And this scripture says that the way Jesus saw himself is our true identity. There's other scriptures that says, you know, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. And until we get our relationship with ourselves right, we will not be able to accurately not only show up in our lives right, but we will not see other people right and we won't relate to others right. In verse four, it says this, it says to discover your own completeness in Christ frees you to turn your attention away from yourself and to others. And the truth is, if we're honest, that a lot of us spend the majority of our time in our inner world being self-critical, you know, thinking about what's wrong with me, thinking about the problems that are, you know, that you've caused in your life. And so we don't have the ability to turn our, our attention to others and love others well, because we have not even mastered loving ourselves well. <clears throat> and, the, you know, the greatest commandment says, you know, that we are to love the Lord our God <clears throat> with our whole mind, our whole heart, our whole strength, right? And to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And the secret to loving others well is first and foremost, ending the war within ourselves and learning to love ourselves well. And the truth is the new creation in Christ gives us permission to see ourselves as Jesus and accept ourselves in Christ, not because we're perfect, but in and of ourselves separate from him, but because he has given us his perfection, he's given us his holiness, he's given us himself. And in this union relationship with Jesus, now we are free to get our attention off of ourselves and quit this negative self-talk and this mindset of being self-centered and self-focused and self-conscious and self, uh, uh, you know, just kicking our, our rear all day. And we can actually enter into that place where it is settled, where our identity is, is settled and we can put on Christ. We can live from that place of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit because we recognize that mindset that is has a relationship with the law and a performance-based relationship with ourselves. And so here's the problem with performance-based relationships, right? And they're conditional. So we feel good about ourselves when we perform well. And, you know, we feel close to God when we're doing the right things. And then we feel separated from God or we just have this illusion of separation from God. And then we carry that over into our relationships with others because we're operating in self-judgment. That judgment mindset just spills over into every area of our lives. We just start into this judging marathon and with everything. And we subconsciously what we do is we compare ourselves to others. We judge um, how, how, you know, good we are compared to how bad others are. And so we actually get life 
from this relationship with the law rather than our life from Jesus. And this statement that the way Jesus saw himself is the only valid way to see yourself, it is a transforming truth because Jesus saw himself accurately. You know, there's seven I am statements that Jesus spoke about himself, right? He said, I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the light of this world. I'm not going to say them all, but the point is, is that he had an identity that was rooted in truth. Even though he was born into a religious system, even though uh, he ministered within the context of uh, you know, the Roman world, and he ministered in the context of the religious world of his time. He saw himself as a, the son. He saw himself as a son of God who lived in union with the Father. And that was the valid way that Jesus saw himself. And if as Jesus is, so are you in this world. If that is true, if Jesus is the only valid way to see yourself, then it means that our statements about ourself need to also be rooted and grounded in Christ. You know, a, a lot of time when I'm coaching people, 100% of the time when people are suffering or they're in an emotional breakdown or they're triggered or whatever, they're just not in a, a state of mind or in an emotional home or an emotional state that is the fruit of the spirit and full of faith and full of joy. It's because they have fallen back into a separated identity. And so literally 100% of my coaching is getting people to recognize, oh wait, you're relating to yourself, you're relating to your circumstances, you're relating to whatever the problem is from a wrong identity. And so one of the things that we do, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts, is we I help my, my students create kind of this, what I call a positive trigger to get them back into union with Jesus and out living from that place of, oh gosh, yeah, I forgot. I, I, I lost the awareness that I am one with Jesus right now because your awareness is everything, right? Your state of mind is everything. And what you are aware of and what you focus on and what you are thinking is going to absolutely dictate your emotional state and your emotional state, your emote, the, the state that you, how you are feeling is going to motivate your behaviors and your actions. And of course, your behaviors and your actions and your decisions are going to dictate your results. And so I talk about the importance of having a positive trigger and really having a morning ritual that gets you to the place where you are in state and in the right mindset of the right identity. Because otherwise, we're going to live a self-centered, um, self-critical, um, really miserable life if we constantly are living out of a self-image that is not valid. It's a deception. And I know that this is hard for us to actually sometimes grasp that, you know, as Jesus is, so are we in this world, or Jesus is the only valid way to see yourself because we live with ourselves, right? So we, we, we see the ways our behavior is not lining up with, you know, who Jesus is. But the reason our behavior isn't lining up with who Jesus is, is because guess what? Our emotions aren't lining up with who Jesus is. 
and our and our thought life is not aligning up with the truth of who we actually are. So this mindset and this thought life and this inner world is driving the wrong behavior. And what we do is we try to fix the behavior. We try to we try to go through some behavior modification, you know, stuff that we do to try to change the behavior when the behavior is not the 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 root of the problem. It's simply the symptom of the problem. And the problem is your self-image. The problem is the way that you see yourselves. And I will tell you, if you want to live in righteousness, peace, and the Holy Ghost, then we have to live out of an identity that is where we see ourselves as Jesus. And when you start doing this, there's going to be a, a span of time where your behavior is not lining up with the behavior and the choices and the actions of Jesus. Because why? You're in a transformative process of renewing your mind and growing in your ability to stay in the state of union with Jesus. That's the goal. What mindset are we creating? It's a union-based mindset. It's a place where our identity becomes settled, where the war within is over, and now we are truly operating where that question is settled. I don't, I'm not relating, I'm not, I'm not, self-critical i'm not accusing with i'm not agreeing with the accuser of the brethren and a legalistic way of evaluating myself and so if you want to change the behavior it's always change the mindset right and when we focus on the behavior we're focusing on the wrong thing get the mindset right and the right actions will follow and so this positive trigger that I'm talking about is the ability to hop back into state. It's the ability to hop back in to your true identity in Christ. And really, when you know your purpose and you know the reason that you're here on the planet, it's to pop back into the state of this is who I really am. This is the work that I'm here to do. And so let's get about the father's business. So minding your mindset, getting into that, that proper uh identity every single day and being able to shift quickly back into it is what it means to take our thoughts captive. It means that we are minding our minds and we are establishing our union with Jesus. And so meditating on scriptures like this, you know, one of the exercises we do in Emerge is the one that I've talked about in my own testimony, right? Where we stand in front of the mirror and we recognize that the person that's staring back to at us in the mirror is is a physical house of Jesus Christ. It's Jesus in a chalice suit. And that we are able to connect with the spiritual reality that those that are joined to the Lord are one spirit with him, that we are perfect in our spirit, that we are holy in our spirit, that we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, that we are one, we are seated in heavenly places. There's a spiritual reality beyond our physical bodies, and it's the truth of who we are. It's the eternal identity that we possess right now in earthen vessels, but it is the truth. It's the eternal truth of our world, of who we actually are. And I will tell you, when you step into being able to see that, whether you're standing in the mirror or you're just visualizing yourself standing in the mirror, it's really easy. I mean, you just visualize a mirror standing in front of you, but the reflection you see is a spiritual reflection, right? It's Jesus Christ standing and looking at you and mirroring the movements that you're making in the mirror because that mirror is a spiritual reflection of who you are. 
just like the word of God is like designed to be a mirror to give you a picture of who you are, what belongs to you in Christ. And so whether it's something as simple as that is just visualizing a mirror. But when I look at my reflection, I'm looking at Jesus. I'm not seeing myself. When I raise my right arm, Jesus raises his right arm. He is, he is the mirror reflection of the father and he is a mirror and I am, and he is, we are mirroring the truth about who we are, which is Christ. And so being able to step into that quickly, being able to, to put on Christ in the morning, that's like a really simple exercise that you can do to engage your imagination, your have enlightened eyes and actually step into your true identity. Because everything that we do in our lives here needs to be done from the spirit. Right, Those that are led by our spirit, that are led by the Holy Spirit, these are sons. These are mature offsprings. And I just want to tell you that all suffering, all <clears throat> emotional, negative emotions is coming from a wrong identity. And this, again, one scripture here just will, will totally shift this for you when you realize that, wait a second, the way Jesus saw himself is the only valid way that I should be seeing myself. And I'm not saying that this happens overnight because, you know, people are wounded because of the things that they've experienced in their lives that taught them that there's someone they're not, right? This is why negative triggers even exist, right? Because we have a program, we have programming in in our brain, in our neural pathways that are evaluating everything in our lives. Our perception is governed by our programming. And so when we go through lives and we're getting, you know, our lives and we're getting sensory information all the time, right? We are evaluating reality through our minds, through our perceptions. And when we have been wounded, when we have, um, negative beliefs that are strongholds in our minds, guess what happens? Our sensory perception is, is evaluating that through that broken identity, through that broken way of relating to the world and the, and the truth about who we are. And so this new identity is so foreign. It doesn't even enter our minds, you know? Um, and it's interesting because it also completely shuts down our ability to hear from God, our ability to relate to God is who he says he is. And we don't even realize that we're doing this subconsciously. We are evaluating everything all day through this false identity. And, you know, just last night on our Emerge coaching call, I coached someone who was not, was having trouble connecting with God. They couldn't hear God. They couldn't connect with God. And the reason was is because subconsciously they were relating to God based upon they had the way that they had received love throughout their entire lives. They weren't able to receive God's love. They weren't able to connect with the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because somewhere along their lives, they had made the decision that love wasn't safe, that love was not even safe to receive because of those ex painful experiences that they had been through. So not only were this particular, in this instance, were they living under the false identity of separation from God, but that false programming, those false mindsets were keeping them from even being able to receive from God, right? And so there, these strongholds and this identity that we have is truly at war with our true identity. And so 
getting the scripture, meditating on the scripture, starting to recognize the truth about you is a key to unlocking that prison that you've been living in. You know, it's, it's, it's recognizing that just because I've had negative experiences in my life that taught me that love wasn't safe doesn't mean that God isn't safe. It means that you created your own prison because you decided to protect yourself as a way to stay safe. And so mind renewal, not only and, and, and recognizing who you are in Jesus, it will confront those mindsets, right? It will, it will start to bring to the surface the ways that you are struggling even in connecting with God. Because what happens when you're living in that false identity is that there's all kinds of ways that you have created to be your own source. You've decided the world isn't safe in a lot of different ways. And so you have alienated yourself from God in your own mind, right? That's what it talks about in Colossians, that we alienate ourselves from God. This separated identity, this self-protection identity is hindering your ability to receive and give love and to experience God, right? And so that just even having an understanding of that can lift you out of the, lift you above it can lift you into a place of awareness of that. And I say this a lot. I say it's not just enough to be thinking, you know, thinking at this level. No, we need to elevate our thinking so that we can even observe our minds. Because the truth is your programming is not your identity. And most of us by default just live in it 24 seven. We don't, we don't go through life living in the spirit with an awareness of our programming. We live in our programming like that is reality. And so I just want to dismantle that whole thing today and say that old identity that's at war with itself, that is um, self-protecting in all kinds of different ways is a complete deception. And the truth about you is Jesus. Jesus is the truth about who you are. Now, I want to go to another scripture that I was looking at today in Ephesians chapter four. And here's what it says. Um, I was in 20, um, 22, okay, Ephesians 4, 22. I'm still in the mirror translation. It says this, for in the truth of your union in him, you have stripped off that old identity like a filthy, worn out garment, okay? So the truth of your union with Jesus. So what is the truth of the, your union, right? In the, when, you, when you step into the truth of your union with Jesus, it's like you've just stripped off that old man, like a garment, you just took it off. It's like, <clears throat> almost like this, right? If you were standing in front of the mirror again, and you were just looking at yourself as just a physical being, and you said, oh wait, I'm just gonna strip off this physical, uh, persona. I'm going to strip off this physical aspect of who I am. And now I'm going to see myself <clears throat> wrapped in Christ. I'm going to see myself in union with Jesus, who I really am. And so putting off the old man is putting off that old identity. It's putting off that broken, self-protected, self-performing uh, identity. And it's stepping into the truth of who you are. And in my own life, you guys, just by meditating on Jesus in a chalice suit and stepping into front of the mirror, I'm telling you, I got such a revelation of, wait a second, the old man, that old programming is not me, 
Okay, I am not depressed. The real me is joyful. The real me is is filled with the joy of God right this minute. I may not feel it in my old man with that old programming, but in the new man, this is the truth of how I am all the time. And when I strip off the old man and put on Christ and focus on who I am Christ, well, guess what? Guess what happens? My emotions start to shift. My choices and my behavior starts to shift. When I realize that I'm no longer a sinner, well, guess what? I stop sinning. <laughs> when I stop and realize that, wait, I'm no longer depressed, guess what? My neural pathways will begin to shift. They will begin to reprogram. We'll create new new pathways, new neural nets, new branches in our mind because our minds are pliable. They can be changed. It's called neuroplasticity. So the more time we spend in the new man, meditating on the new man with using a positive trigger to get out of that old stuff, out of that old programming and focus on what is true, meditating on what is lovely and pure, well then guess what? The, the fruit of our lives begins to shift. And once we get all of that settled, well now we can actually not just receive the love of God because we're in the middle of it all the time, living in the middle of the Trinity. But now we can begin to give unconditional love to others. You guys, beating yourself up all the time, having this performance-based relationship with yourself is a terrible way to live. It, it to be carnally minded is death, okay? It is, it is not life and peace. And so getting this revelation of, wait a second, I have been reconciled with Jesus. The war within me is over. There's no good cop, bad cop anymore. There's no Shalice that can never get it right. And then the Shalice, which is constantly kicking the, the one that can't get it right, you know, but all the time. No, that whole game of you're this, you're that, you know, and then we've got like this, you know, holy roller, righteous law keeper version in ourselves. And then we've got this one that can't ever get it right in ourselves. It's like, just throw all that away. Just stop playing that game. It, you can't win right? The way, the victory is in Christ. The victory is to, to put all that away, put off the old man and step into the reality of who we are. And don't underestimate the power of visualization, the power of our imagination. You know, I've stated this before, just in scientific studies, how the, what we visualize, what we meditate on affects the natural realm. Right. I talk about the study where, you know, one group went in to the gym and worked out for eight weeks and then another group just visualized that they were working out of the gym. They just did the exercises in their imagination and they increased the mus their muscle mass as much as the group that was actually going to the gym. And so our thought life has an effect on physical reality. And as you meditate and you have these spend time looking at yourself as Jesus is, guess what starts to manifest? Guess what starts to happen in your life? Supernatural things, supernatural manifestations of Christ in you. You know, I have shared my own testimony of how that's my, how my ministry got started. Honestly, I just started seeing myself in Christ and all of a sudden people that needed ministry started getting drawn to me. They got drawn to the light and I didn't even know what I was doing in my own self. I didn't even know how to pray correctly, but guess what? Jesus was in me. And that's what I was living out of. And the seen realm began to respond to that. You guys, it's never the problem. It's never the, the challenge that we're going through that's actually the problem. It's our identity. It's how do we see ourselves? You know, I use this example a lot too, that Jesus was sleeping in the storm 
Uh, and the disciples were freaking out in the storm. Same circumstance, two completely different mindsets. And those mindsets came out of their identity. It came out of the way that they saw themselves. The disciples saw themselves as powerless against the storm, and Jesus saw himself as Lord over the storm. And that same Lord over the storm is in you. You are designed to dominate, to dominate circumstances and problems through your spirit, through your connection with God. And there is a way to live in the spirit that is a higher way of living than your natural identity and your programming. And the key is to activate it. The key is to get into state, into the state of union with Jesus, into the state of abiding, into the, the state where you are seeing the truth about yourself moment by moment. And if you forget, you just get right back into it. And as you do this, guys, the amount of time that you'll spend out of state, the amount of time that you spend in the old man will, will begin to diminish. It will begin to get shorter and shorter. You'll get through things quicker. You'll spend less time in suffering. You'll spend less time telling yourself stories and making up judgments and meanings about the things in your life. And you'll see them from a heavenly elevated perspective because you're in Christ and you're connected. And trust me, when you are connected to Jesus, it's way easy to hear God because as he is, so are you in this world and he's one with the father. So of course you can hear from God. You're not sitting there doubting all the time. Am I hearing, is this God? Is this you? Is this you? No, you're learning to trust that and live in the spirit and be, and be led by the spirit and, and trust, right? You can turn on your spiritual eyes anytime. Just go back to the mirror. Start at the mirror. Okay, I see Jesus looking back at me. Okay, Jesus, where do you want to take me? And then watch, the mirror will morph into something else and you'll be in the spirit having an encounter with Jesus. It's literally that simple. It's jumping off of a scripture, putting it into your imagination, visualizing it, and then interacting with it. That is the jumping off point into encounters with Jesus. I mean, that's really the work that we do in Emerge. I, I take you into 20 million encounters with God and teach you how to get into state, live from that state and hear from God, have visions from that are coming from Holy Spirit because we've yielded our imaginations. Our bodies are yielded as temples, as, as instruments of righteousness, as living sacrifices to the Lord. And so we hop off into the spirit at will. It's just simply a shift of focus. It's a positive trigger, if you will, that takes us into the reality of our true identity, into the reality of the spirit realm. And now we can navigate within that realm and we can live from a place of revelation. Because why? We have a spirit of wisdom and revelation inside of us. So the Holy Spirit is our teacher and he knows how to get us the wisdom we need and shift us into, yes, new ways of behaving, but first get us into the revelation of who we actually are. So this is a really powerful thing that I'm saying today, guys. Jesus is the only valid way to see yourselves. And so I just encourage you, you know, it's some homework, you know, do that. Get in front of the mirror or, or imagine a mirror. Sometimes having a physical mirror is harder because your physical eyes are just ruling, right? Close your eyes, get into the spirit and visualize a mirror and step into an encounter with Jesus based upon who you really are. You know what? Step into Jesus. Step into the mirror. Get on the other side of the mirror so that now you are the Jesus in the mirror and you're not there's you're not even there on the other side of the mirror anymore. And then when you're in Jesus, now where Jesus where do you want to go? 
right? Do we want to go to the Ukraine? Do we want to do some, some um, intercession for the people in Ukraine right now? Well, Lord, what's going on over there? Take me to Ukraine. Let me go there in the spirit. Let me speak some things. You know, is a friend sick? Well, let's go to the hospital. Let's go to the, let's go and visit them in the hospital. You guys, I have more testimonies than I have time to mention of people doing work in the spirit through this simple activation. Just the ability to step into Christ and begin to live out of the realm of the spirit. We are designed to have dual vision all the time. Yes, we have our physical senses. Yes, we have sensory perception that's happening in this realm, but we have the ability to perceive from a higher level. And this is how Jesus lived. You know, he perceived what he would do to feed the multitude. You know, he told Philip, you know, where are we going to, you know, feed, how are we going to feed these people? Philip went to his, you know, his change purse to go look and see how much money they had. But Jesus said, it says in the scripture, he knew what he would do. Why? Because he perceived the abundance of heaven. He perceived a miracle. And there is a miracle to perceive all the time. But if we are not living in our true identity and operating out of that perception, guess what? We're going to be living in this war with ourselves. We're going to be living in all of these self-protective ways that keep us, you know, not even safe because Jesus is our safety. And we we live out of lack. We live out of this war, this performance-based world and judgment which is a complete delusion and deception. And we live alienated from God in our minds. We don't need to live separate from God in our minds. We need to live in union with God in our minds. And that is what it means to be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, right? Your mind and your spirit are designed to function in union with Jesus, not out of the old man, not independent from Jesus, but in union with Jesus. So if we want to change our results, we want to change the outcomes and the way that we we uh, respond to things, then we need to change and shift the way that we see ourselves. This is what it means to mind your mindset. It means to be aware quickly when you have stepped into negative emotions and stepped into uh, feelings and an identity that is not life and peace and righteousness and in the Holy Spirit and joy. Right. And to recognize, oh, that's an indication. That's an indication. I'm living out of the wrong identity. Right. Frustration. Indication. I'm living out of the wrong identity. Negative emotions. Indication. I'm living out of the wrong identity. It's like the, you know, the the empty light going on in the dashboard of your car or the check engine light going on. Your emotions will give you a clue of where your mindset is. And we do not have to live in a suffering state. Right. Because all suffering. I mean, I'm not saying that there isn't physical pain. I'm not saying that there aren't hard things that we go through, but the way that we perceive them and the way that we respond to them will determine how quickly we move through them. Every situation we find ourselves in has a miraculous possibility, but those miracles are found in the spirit. Those miracles are found as you abide in Christ and you step into the spirit and step into the realm where all things are possible. And so this simple activation will get you there. But more than that, you guys, this has to become a daily way of being. This is something we have to not just wake up in the morning. We got to wake up, if you know what I mean. We got to wake up and get into the spirit. We have to encounter God. We need to get out of our humanity and our natural limitations and get into the possibility and the limitless of the kingdom and live out of a, of a place where we are living out of our spirit. So, 
You can do this because guess what? You have an imagination. You have your scriptures. You can go in here and meditate on the scripture in the mirror Bible just as much as I said it, right? You can go in there and you can change your minds with the truth and you can shift your focus. You can shift your focus. I was watching this funny little, I shared it with my team yesterday. I was watching, watching this old Bob Newhart thing yesterday. It's so old, but it's an old episode. You can look at it on YouTube. It's called Stop It, and it's from Bob Newhart. And it's this whole concept of him having a therapy session with someone who has like, I forget what her problem is. She's afraid of being buried alive or something. And he has five minutes of therapy, and he just says, stop it. You know, and she argues like, oh, no, I just can't stop it. I can't do that. But the truth is, guys, you can interrupt your own thoughts. You do not have to be a victim of a thought just because you have it, right? You can shift your focus. You can shift out of a thought pattern and a stronghold. You can take thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ because you have the Holy Spirit. And I will tell you what, when you start working in the spirit and you start wanting to, to shift into your real identity, well, guess what? The Holy Spirit is standing right by with grace to help you do it. You are an encounter away from the breakthrough and the strategy and the answers that you need, no matter what you're going through. The question is, are you going to deal with it out of the old identity, out of the old man? Are you going to put that off, put on the new man, step into the spirit, step into the mirror, see Jesus, and then go and solve it in the spirit? So God bless you guys. I know this has been a lot of information. It's worth another listen, but I'm telling you, it will change your life, transform your life as you renew your mind to this truth. The only valid way to see yourself is the way that Jesus sees himself. And until you can do that, you know what? This is a full-time job, right? I know you might have a job. I know you might do all these things, but let me tell you, the victory that you seek, the, the, the revelation that you seek, the, the solutions that you seek are found in your true identity. So make the shift, mind your mind, and let's go and change the world through union with God. All right, guys, I love you. Have a supernatural week, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Shalisa's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.